welcome to the Haikyuu Podcast, The View from the Top. This is our 19th episode. I'm Kendra, and today we have a very special new guest, uh, Carrie Cash. (laughs) (laughs) You can just call me Carrie C-Money, it's fine. All of those things above are true. (laughs) And I think you've worked on a few zines before, or? Oh, God, have I? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes, um, I've been in fandom, and Haikyuu fandom specifically, since 2015-ish time. Um, Since then, I have organized four zines. God knows how many I've been a part Mm -hmm. of. Who knows how many other things that I've been involved in. I've I've been around. Uh, I've been everywhere, man. Uh. (laughs) We're very excited to have you on. And uh, we also have uh, Gabby on, as usual. Hello. Uh, Lisa. Hey. Uh, Marion. What's up? Ash. Back at last. Yay. (laughs) And we're going to jump into the news. Gabby, what news do you have for us? Uh, We got a lot of news this time because we are back after almost a month, even though the manga was on break uh, for one week. Because it was a, a break for Furudate for research, if I'm not mistaken. But well, it, we finally got the cover page for Jump for uh, Haikyuu's anniversary. And it was a really, really nice date to have it. Because it was 8 years and 19 days for, for the anniversary. Years? No, 8 years no, and eight. 19, <laughs> 19 days. <laughs> 8 Haikyuu. years and 19 days. That's Haikyuu. Oh! Yeah, that was so such a nice detail. So we got the cover and we got a ton of news. Uh, we got the cover and the and the center page for Jump. Then uh, we got a new popularity poll for Haikyuu that it's online and you can vote basically every day. And the the poll is about you making your own dream team for Haikyuu and you can choose any player for any position. So it's really fun. Then we are getting a new official guidebook for Haikyuu and another uh, new official art book that I hope is bigger than the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited for that, that one. Then Haikyuu is getting an original art exhibition in Sendai and Tokyo, and it will have all the illustrations from Furudate Sensei, and they're, they're going to be held in summer and winter this year, although we don't know if the dates will remain. <laughs> Then uh, uh, Haikyuu and the V-League are having a new collaboration. It seems like um, we're going to see some of the most famous plays from the V-League recreated in Haikyuu. And that actually happened in last last chapter. But we're going to go over that later. And then uh, we got the announcement of the new voices for some Inarizaki players. We got the voice for Suna, who is Nobunaga Shimasaki. And oh Kita, God, really? yeah, and Kita Shinsuke, who's gonna be Kenji Nojima. I'm not sure who are those, but I guess Marion can tell us. Uh, okay, so Nobunaga Shimazaki is man. He's like a lot of things. I don't know, like what you're into, <laughs> but like uh, he's known for like having like a really cool, like calm voice. Uh, he's like Juno in uh, Black Clover. He's also oh. Furia. he's Furia in Ace of Diamonds. Um, oh, he's Furia. Okay. Yeah, if, if you play like Great Grand Order, he's Arjuna in God. But yeah, like he he's known for like that really like soft spoken kind of. Uh, and that fits that fits Tuna very well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. also we got the voice for Osamu. Osamu is gonna be Hideaki Kabumoto. Ooh. I don't remember him off the top of my head. 
I, I'm sure I saw someone say who, who that was, but I'm not, I don't remember right now. I'm going to try to look it up. And then the last uh, news we got is a, the new Engeki Haikyuu, the stage play. The Strongest Challengers uh, is starring this, well, it has started on March 21st. And I know that also Burnout Syndrome has a new song called Dream On. It's a tribute to the Haikyuu anime, and it's going to come out on yeah. March 25th. And there's like a little like animated cartoon for it of two people fighting a dragon. But yeah, you can you can look it up in, in Burnout Syndrome's um, official Twitter. We retweeted it on our Twitter as well. Oh, yeah, true. Also, Haikyuu has reached uh, 37 million copies in print. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's a lot. Thank you, Domination. <laughs> For a it's amazing. Manga, that's a lot. And is that all of the news? Yeah, those are all the news. Yay! For now. Uh, yay. For now. Stay Six tuned. Six of those 37 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Carrie, did you want to tell us a little bit of how you got into Haikyuu? Let's do it. So, I've been in... I've known about Haikyuu since it started getting an anime, I believe, through, like, Twitter or Tumblr osmosis. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think I'd, like, you know, seen a few of my friends talk about on there. I didn't really get it. Um, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember the inciting incident for why I started watching it, other than just, like, sheer overwhelming of, like, sure, let's do this thing that all of my friends are into. <laughs> um, I watched the anime first sometime in early 2015-ish time. And... Um, I very rarely get into a fandom the second that I consume a media. It takes some kind of incubation period for me to be like, yeah, okay, I'm into it. Let me actually make stuff for them. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, I watched the anime, and it was great, and I enjoyed it, and then I didn't care, and then <laughs> I moved on, and then um, some of my friends were still making stuff for it, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll give it a shot, like, actually making things and reading things for it. Daisuka was my entry ship uh, oh. <laughs> um, because it was just like my escape from whatever else I was doing at the time. Um, like, I don't care about this thing, so I'm going to read stuff for it. And the next mm -hmm. thing you knew, I wrote it. And that was five years ago. <laughs> wow. Nice. Uh, I think I kind of got into the same way because I saw, like, I kept seeing Haikyuu on Tumblr and I was, I was literally just like, oh, that orange-haired kid looks cute. I'm going to watch this. I think some of my I think some of my Italian mutuals were into Sukuyama. That's 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 all I got for you. Nice. Um, and then some of my John Marco friends, which was the fandom I was in at the time, were in mm -hmm. were into Daisuga and things. And I was like in John Marco at the time. I was like writing a thing. I remember thinking like when I was right when I was writing this thing. I'm like as soon as I finish this, I'm going to transition to Haikyuu. And I was right. Oh, nice. <laughs> and as much as I am like, okay, every every year or so, I'm like, okay, I've been here a while. It's time to move on, and just keep sucking me back, man. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you there. It's like hard I said, to. I own, I own up to volume thirty six of the English release of the of the manga, and I don't own. I own some Fullmetal Alchemist manga, and that's it. I am not mm -hmm. a physical <laughs> manga owner. And I own impressive. The power of Haikyuu compels you. And okay, here's the toughest question you can ask any Haikyuu fan. Who is your favorite character or top three or more if you can't narrow it down? It's not as hard as you think it is because I've actually thought about this. 
Okay, so I have in my Twitter profile that I'm a uh, Sawamura Daichi um, authority, so that one yeah, Daichi's my number one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he knows this. <laughs> and then we got Iwazumi because he's a good boy. And um, I always say that like those two are like my favorites, like in the fanon, like in the you know outside material. But when I'm mm. actively reading the thing, my favorite character is always Kageyama. Just like whenever Kageyama's on screen, like actually like especially in the manga even more than the mm. anime i'm just like yes uh-huh. he's the best boy i can't miss him i'm amazed because you always look <laughs> him so <laughs> you always roast Kageyama. so i'm I mean, oh, surprised <laughs> i love uh- <laughs> <laughs> and i guess the other question might be how do you feel about the time skip i love it it's great i'm really excited Yay. about it um <laughs> I uh I'm I'm really impressed that like even after all of this time that he's still able to pull the rug out from under us every single other week. Mm-hmm. Um and like as a writer I think it's really impressive that mm-hmm. like I mean even though like it makes everything that he's doing make sense in hindsight but no one saw it coming like that's like the ideal goal for every writer. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Props. Yeah. Major props. That's very true. Whenever an author knows when to end their series, I respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I mean, for me, like as a as a person who makes things, as a writer, who everyone, whatever you want to do, um, like you need to start something with an ending. And people who don't start something with a concrete ending in mind, I'm just like, mm, do you really know what you're doing, though? Um, and <laughs> so I fully expect that he's already drawn the last page or two of the thing. I can most likely. Um, and I I fully support him finally ending this thing. Please take a six month vacation and then write Silver Spoon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're not ready, but for the Teddy Because I really do appreciate that it's not rushed. Like they're take he's taking the time to like go like go through and like doing what they want to do. It's not like pressure to finish. It's on their own terms. And he's finally being able to follow through on his plans and I'm very proud of him. Yay. Uh is there any other parting haiku stuff you want or I guess you're we're gonna be talking about haiku, but any other hot deets you wanna get out before we move on to the anime? <laughs> Uh, all of the chapter bumpers are the best things that he's ever made in his life. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or chapter bumpers, like the little sketches he puts between the chapters in the in the oh, volumes. Oh, the volumes! Yeah. Yes, they're very cute. Those are the best things. Those are the best parts of IQ. Fight me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> so uh, we're not. I think we we have like four episodes of the anime but unfortunately dear listener we're not going to go through each one we're just going to kind of do our like kind of reaction to the last two which is the most the freshest um i don't know who wants to go first but who wants to talk about kyoko and battle lines um uh, maybe i'll go first i think the ball boy arc ended maybe around or maybe around episode seven so we had already ended but i, I like going back to like karasuno it's just it's just i, I miss those boys a lot it was very nice. Um, and it's always, like, kind of nice that, like, for Nationals, you, I kind of for, always forget about Tsubaki Hara, because they're just... Oh, I totally forgot. <laughs> so I was like, wait, these dudes headband people? But I still, like, I like them. I really like that Kyoko and, like, Yachi get to have that moment and kind of calling back to, like, Kyoko saying, oh, she used to do a sport before, and turns out it's uh, hurdles and she got, like, scars and just, like, kind of appreciating that and, like, Hinata being friends with the ball and just like being a good older brother as well. And I just also, I love 
ceiling boy, <laughs> ceiling sir. Oh. Hinakawa. Hinakawa, <laughs> yes. Just because it kind of makes me, like, having the focus be on the other team really reminds me of Winners and Losers when it was, like, a chapter kind of from the perspective of the other team. That wasn't, wasn't quite that, but I just liked seeing the focus on Himakawa, <laughs> uh, just kind of, like, get his, like, major screw-up. And that's something that you'd almost expect from Hinata, like, hit, like literally hitting Kageyama on the back of the head. And getting hit that, and then like even in the same episode, we could see his like big success and like all that, like oh we're doing so well, and then like the reality of kind of like Karasuno is that much better, and their story kind of ends. But I just love that, and I've rambled enough. Anyone else want to talk about the anime? Um, it's not about uh Yoko, but because mm. I know other people have a lot of thoughts to say about that. But like jumping on to like that uh the more recent episode with uh, Himikawa, like I mm-hmm. I really appreciated uh that perspective and especially like the sense that it's not just like Karasuno, uh they've come like a long way and they have their own like camaraderie mm-hmm. and stuff um like so the way that they the the third years were like encouraging the team and stuff it reminded me a lot of how the the dynamic between like Suga, Daichi and Asahi and like how they have their own like like separate like personalities and like how they handle interacting with other people but together like they they kind of make the backbone of the team because everyone mm-hmm. follows their lead and like just seeing that from another perspective is just awesome um i like it it makes you appreciate just how many of the side characters get enough uh like fleshing out yeah very true yeah i'm, I'm kind of sad that they skipped a lot from the match because mm-hmm. it was a lot more a lot shorter than the than the one in the manga mm. Yeah, but I think they, they adapted it pretty well. I just wanted to know a whole lot about for about forehand forehead headband Iwazumi, which is what mm-hmm. he was. <laughs> oh, um, so much about <laughs> that was um, their cap, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I thought that um, for some oh. reason I thought that the. Didn't they mention their? They called another, um, another character the captain. I can't remember which one it was, but that's okay. I'm gonna look it's it up. Like, I just watched I'm the thing like sure. 20 minutes ago. All I can tell you is that is that, uh, Iwazumi was the one is the one with number one. Shaven head is the setter. Number four oh, okay. is the eight. And I watched the episode like 15 minutes ago. That's why you can tell you that. Uh, I I remember <laughs> the case is called Teradomari. Yes, you are right. You are right on that fact. And um, he's the blonde one with the spiky hair. Mm-hmm. The one yeah. looks like Yumi is number oh, one. The captain um, is yeah. number two. And he's yeah, the, the captain is actually so bald. bald dude is captain. But oh, I think the other guy deserves that he should be captain. I'm nominating him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mariyama. That's his name. That I'm like, I was like, I think it starts with an M, but I couldn't Wait, the, remember. the ball guy is Mariyama? No. Oh, no, that's bl- Echigo. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I like, was about to Ichigo, say, that's kind of mean. like, not. Because <laughs> Maru means, like, round, that would be, like, like a ball <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I am kind of, anyway, I'm kind of with you, Gabby, where um, I feel like I, I wanted a little more with Tsubaki Hara because I remember really liking this match a lot just because it was the first match of Nationals. So mm-hmm. I was really excited for it. And it the anime, it just it made it go by so, so fast. And I feel like 
I almost feel like two episodes would have been dragging it a little long, but one episode was too fast. So I feel like an episode and a half would have been that like happy medium. Um, just to me, it felt like it kind of it it jumped really abruptly. Um, but it was really enjoyable to watch still, and I got goosebumps on that last that last point. Did anyone that else? Rally, like, yeah, yes. It was so well animated, and it was everything I wanted it to be. And just with the flashbacks, um, to with the old captain from Karasuno, like it was so amazing. So yeah. I really, really like that point, and the Ooh. that was my favorite. Okay. Question for you guys: Does the sunken eyes guy from Karasuno, like the former Karasuno guy, give anyone else the willies? He looks like a zombie. <laughs> His design He's is a college boy, probably. <laughs> the episode just now and i'm like who designed this boy yeah he's scary i don't like but he him. looks like that in the manga i know i didn't like it there either because like i get for a drew horror but like that he looks like he's gonna kill someone no he's he just a tired college he lo- he's a tired college kid he was kind of bumped up in karasuno because like he and the other captain, because he was captain after the one with the, uh, what is his name? The the other one, the one with black hair. He was the captain after him. A lot. Yes, he was the one, he was like, he was the captain when um, our third years were in the first year, and the uh-huh. dead-eyed one was their second year captain. So. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And he, he was like, I, I think he was a, a superstar when he was in middle school, but then he got into Karasuno, and they were in, like, the rough times. And you kind of see that in his face, mm. I feel like. I don't know. I, I don't hate his design. It, it's funny. I, I find it funny. It's fine. Yeah, I don't, actually, yeah, yeah, I don't need to dunk on it too much. It's He's just a little strictly. There's a writing philosophy that I really like that write every character like they think they're the main character. And Haiki was really good at that. Oh, yeah. It's very They're really Absolutely. Good at, like every character having their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like a lot of people, are, whether they they like admit it or not, a lot of people are like self-centered in a way that like mm-hmm. everyone's in their own world. Exactly. And like that, that's something I I respect in the way that Burdati writes his characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's why you don't need like. Too much characterization from them. Like in a couple of panels, for that it makes you understand the characters. Yeah. So um, before we move on to the manga, because I don't feel like we're gonna have a whole lot to talk about the anime today. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> um, want to talk Kyoko. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, oh yeah, there's Kyoko thing. But um, besides the Kyoko thing, um, on my little sticky note of notes that I wanted to talk about on this thing, I wrote. Um, we can curse on this thing, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> okay, um, I wrote, what the fuck is going on with the white anime lines? <laughs> um, with like um, in the in the in the whole bit where Kageyama's like getting like his uh, oh his awareness. Oh. Stuff, I thought that was Matrix. so cool because that's honestly <laughs> where the hell did that come from? Because oh, <laughs> chapter two hundred and I actually looked it up because I was like I remember because I remember the, the panel. It's yeah yeah the in the manga it's chapter two hundred and thirty four. So that's there's the specific panel. It reminds me a lot of like Avatar: The Last Airbender when they Mm -hmm. do like the top division or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
chakra stuff, but like Toph, which she's like doing like her seeing underground with oh, earth yeah. bending, uh-huh. you like know, top the ground, uh, like yeah. the the white little things and all that. It reminded me a lot of that. I'm like, this is a sport <laughs> may do. <laughs> it made me think of like when he was doing like the multiple hinatas and like marking on the net the different spots where he would be, and I was like, okay. Yeah. It reminded me basically uh, a representation of Tagayama's genius. Um, yeah. Or of his spatial awareness as well because mm-hmm. he's kind of like adjusting I, I also i really liked him like having to adjust to nationals it's not just like instantly it's like yeah. the new stage like yeah, the, yeah. we're whooping a lot higher the brighter lights i really appreciated that like kageyam actually struggled with that instead of it just being yeah. insta easy as a um i haven't explicitly said this on recording yet i will say that i was a triple letter varsity athlete in high oh. school um <laughs> i did uh, cross country track and field and soccer I was a goalie in soccer, um, and that involved a lot of a lot of things that I'm sure will come up in this conversation. But the thing I wanted to talk about right now is that um, when I was in track and track and field, there was cross country, which is like a 5K race. There's normal track and field, which most people think of it, which is the spring one, and then there's winter, which was indoor. And oh. our indoor um, course was a 200 meter track rather than a 400 meter track. And let me tell you, and that took some getting used to. I actually uh-huh. disqualified to mile race because I left a uh, lap early because I lost track. So, oh. um, and that wasn't That's uncommon. Um, yeah. Because it's six laps, you lose track. Yeah, um, of course. So, like, you know, the whole concept of, like, you know, the new situation will make you lose track of what you think you know. That's mm. very mm-hmm. real. Nice. And what were you going to say, Marion? Oh, that, um... Uh, the coach, the coach. Coach Ukai? Ukai, yes, Ukai. Why did I forget Ukai's name? <laughs> uh, he was saying, like, to to remember how uh, even, like, the floor is different, and, like, people have to adjust to that as well, because uh, you're not going to slide as much, so uh, take mm-hmm. care when, when you're, like, diving. And, like, yeah. even, like just, like, the whole... I think that the, the reason they cut out, like, most of the match was they, they were focusing on that, like, the adjustment part. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it comes off in how like all the different characters are are like oh look at those sailing lights or whatever. Interesting things that they did with like their budget for that episode were mm-hmm. around the adjusting to the new situation and all of that. It reminded me a lot of like when when TV shows gets like the fourth or fifth season and they're trying to find new ways to be cool cinematography wise. <laughs> <laughs> and they start like changing camera angles and like putting weird color palettes on stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did well that part. Yeah, it looked cool. It, it definitely communicated it, but it was just like I I wrote down the the note of what the fuck are <laughs> these white anime lines? <laughs> oh, I nice. just thought it. See, I really, really thought those were super cool, and I really liked it because I remember, um, I just remember in the manga, um, thinking you know reading this so so far back and I was wondering how they were going to animate it or if mm. they were going to just because it's just in that one specific panel and they really took this one panel and just went ham with it in the yeah. animation it's so, nice for them to know. actually do something different instead of like just following the manga like right. as a complete guide and we've talked about it before but it's nice to actually like mm. go outside their comfort zone a little bit I don't know um, this is going off topic, but Ash or uh, Gabby, do you guys want to wax poetically about Kyoko at all? I yes, want to wax poetically about Kyoko, but I'll let the other two go first. Yeah, because Ash, we haven't heard you talk much. Tell us about Kyoko. I'm still like two episodes behind on the anime. Uh, 
So I will most definitely probably have thoughts for next time, but for right <laughs> now, I think I'll let everyone else okay. wax poetic in my uh, stead. Okay. Ah, Kyoko. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the goddess for Karasuno and all the mm-hmm. series. I don't know. I uh, I I always loved that chapter. It's one of my favorite chapters in the whole series, actually. Um, I think they did amazing. Although I I'm kind of sad that they left uh one of the phrases from Kiyoko when the chapter starts uh, and she falls. Uh, she's actually looking at the sky, and then we see the sky, and she says, "Um, I guess uh, this time the reason I fell." must be because the clouds are drifting so slowly today. I think that was important to show us that this wasn't an injury or that um, this ended just like so, like she, like she saw coming, saw this, saw this coming, but it's simply that everything just started to stop to work for her as a track field, as, as, as a, a sportswoman. So, I don't know. I feel like they should have included that that line. But aside that, I think that this is like kind of uh, one of the most important chapters for Haikyuu. As in the sense that I feel like this is where we got one of the first glimpses of the time skip. Because <laughs> you see how Kyogo talks about how you can work very hard for something, but it can end just really fast. and and you won't see it coming, but just let it end. And I don't know, that, that translates so well to, to the time skip and how nationals ended for Hinata and every, everyone in Karasuno. Uh, I feel like that, that's like one of the most important chapters and how it, I don't know, I feel like it resonates in the whole story afterwards. So uh, I, I do think that they did really well. I love how they they included that that shot of of Kiyoko jumping and with all her muscles and everything it was really really well done i don't know i i, I really love how she integrated in in Karasuno and we see how she says that she became a manager on a whim but it ended up be, being really important for her and that's just haiku basically for all of us that's hinata that's everyone <laughs> So it's no, I don't know. I, I really love this. This episode was really well done. Uh, Carrie, what do you let's hear your Kyoko poetry? <laughs> All right, so um, I will preface this with I did, I, I like I said, I did track and field for my entirety of my high school year. I know way too much about track. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did it for uh, middle school as well. Um, and there's a few like technical things where I'm like, okay, this is just them being cheap on the animation. Let me not focus on this. Let me not focus on this. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but one, who the hell is putting middle schoolers in midriff bearing outfits? Two. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that was my first thought. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, two, okay. She has, um, she has really good form going over those hurdles. Um, three in the anime, she has like terrible form running, but I think that's the anime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, there was a, uh, I don't, I didn't remember this line when I was reading the manga, but I may have just glossed over it when I was watching the episode just now when she's like reassuring them that she can do it. She's like, I'm pretty confident in my stamina and speed. And I'm like, mm, you're a hurdler. You have no stamina. What you're talking about? <laughs> um, oh my God. <laughs> Hurdles 
are actually really hard. Like, um, the per- the people who can do 300 meter hurdles, which is like almost all the way around the track doing hurdles, like those are the most har- one of the most hardcore of the track people. Like, hurdles are not easy, and like you have to be able to run and jump at the same time and jump well and jump every 10 meters or so. It's very difficult. And so, like, I remember the second like that chapter dropped, like you know, God knows how many years ago, and. And they were like, oh, Kyoko's a hurdler. I'm like, wait, she's a hurdler? Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> this is who she is now? Um, because there's there's a certain, um, like, stereotype of hurdlers. Oh. And, that, and, and um, oh. that's, yeah, yeah. Just like every other kind of sport has their own, like, you know, middle brockers are the really tall people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh. Um, stereotypes in track and field as well. And so hurdling is like the tall people who can run, basically. <laughs> Um, and she's okay. not really that tall. Um, so, like, she must be able to jump really good. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm well, she quit for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. So right. She yeah. wasn't that good at it. Well, kind of surprised she didn't long jump. But um, mm-hmm. that's getting way too into track and field talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that your, like, three listeners who like track and field are really feeling me right now. But anyway. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like... I mean, like, hurdling is hard, and you do knock over the hurdles a lot when you're running it, especially when you're in middle school and you're learning how to do it. So mm-hmm. all of the things she was talking about don't surprise me. And and track is also a really good sport that will sort of deviate into other sports. Because if, if you know how to run, then you could do pretty much anything else. Mm-hmm. And, um, like... <laughs> I'm not sure if y'all noticed in um, the chapter that's not one of the ones we're talking about right now where, like, it's about, like, Tanaka's intro and, like, she, like, does the jump or whatever onto the thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a little aside, like, in the chapter bumper in the no- in the volume where uh-huh. Inoshita's like, watching her jump in there and, she's, and he's just like, she just jumped, like, four steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one. There's a little doodle. Nice. <laughs> You never lose it, I guess. That's a hurdler thing to do, man. Uh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. why do that? <laughs> but, but track is a very good, like, base sport to build off more specialized sports off of. Um, it's why a lot of uh, a lot of the um, people on my track team growing up were other sports in the off-season and then were that sport during during track. So they were, like, football or some something else during the other season. And then they would run track in their off-season. That's really Aww. cool because I was kind of thinking that like Hinata might be good at it just because like not be great at track. Um, <laughs> I guess well he's short though, so I guess would he not? Maybe he wouldn't be able to jump over the hurdles. Well, it doesn't matter if he's fast enough. It won't stop him. <laughs> yeah, he sh- he jumps well. Like thing with him being with with like the you know the cultural exhibit or whatever where they mm-hmm. all ran the relay. Oh um, yeah, yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Potentially be bad at is like high jump and pole vault. Everything else would be great. He's naturally athletic. It's funny how you mentioned that about uh, the stereotype for hurdlers. I-, I wonder if this also has to do with how um, high school and middle school clubs work in Japan. And be different. I feel like maybe Giyoko just felt like she was she didn't belong there, and she was practicing practicing hurdling so much, and it still didn't work. So. She felt trapped, and that's why she left it after middle school. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that I'm sure that these stereotypes are different in Japan versus America. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as the kind of people that go out for that. Um it's basically like in my experience the hurdlers are sprinters who have a brain. Uh, <laughs> 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 um like they're the people who still do like the, the hundred the hundred, two hundred meter, um, but like think about it while they're doing it. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. I did cross country, so I have like slightly, but I only did it for like a year, so my sports knowledge is like very yeah, limited. I did it for a decent. I um, I did it for way too long. Um, <laughs> until I swore by the time that my senior year ended, I swore I would never run just for running sake ever again. And oh. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like it maybe made for her as well that she felt like she was just going through the motions and or like so that was she kind of just go through the motions on. Yeah. yeah. I I can totally see where she like her whole arc makes sense. Like nothing about it surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um as soon as I learned that she was a hurdler, like everything else that came up from it, like it made sense. Um yeah. I really liked it. Really uh, heavy and also like anime versus manga time like i like i like abby said that's one of the, my favorite chapters of the manga it's really great they did a really great job it communicates the message really well it definitely delivers the theme of the entire thing etc cetera, etc cetera. i actually really liked it almost a little bit better in the anime like there are some oh. like you know typical problems of like you know that's not how you run bitch what's wrong with you um, <laughs> you know better than that move your arms more but um, but like there's some parts of it I was like that hit me a little bit more than they did in the manga. Like it's it's they're both very good, um, yeah. and they both hit me in different ways. But I still really like how the anime did it. Actually, what I do love is that like kind of how she was going through the motions maybe with hurdle with hurdles, and then she kind of like actually and she just did like volleyball on a whim, and then she actually got into it. She got like invested, and also just like the fact that she can fight behind the scenes as well like this, this, uh-huh. she's all she she doesn't wear a jersey but right. she's still she's still there with them and it's funny all her like talk it really made me think of all might from my hero kind of like cause yeah. like quick summary for her, just like kind of being go ahead and admit i haven't seen any of my hero oh <laughs> uh, but more just like the just like someone kind of supporting someone else and letting them fight the battle really basically mm. And so I kind of, I kind of liked that from her, just that like that kind of. Or, I, think, I don't know. I just love yeah. it. Yeah, a thing that I've always said is that there's only like this is this is kind of getting deep into like the jock part of my of mm-hmm. my personality. Um, but there's only two kinds of sports that really know how to stretch, um, track and dance, and anyone else just thinks they know how to stretch. Um, and <laughs> any other kind of sport like soccer or volleyball, for example. Like, I have had to teach them the proper way to actually do the thing so many times. So, like, her coming onto the, on, onto the volleyball team and she'd be like, no, that's not how you do high knees. What are you doing? No. No. No, you need to do it like this. <laughs> I could totally see that happening. Uh, oh, I want that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Lisa, what were you going to say? Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I was going to say um, I was pretty happy with the episode overall. Um, and one of my favorite quotes from the entire series is the battle lines mm-hmm. um, quote where, you know, I don't, you know, I might not be on the court, but I'm, you know, I'm here and, you know, I'm standing mm-hmm. here on the, at the battle line. Like it's, it's yeah. such a good, 
you know, that's paraphrasing, but it's just such a good quote. And I was just dying to see this, you know, full and in color. And I think they did a really phenomenal job. But something about the double page spreads in the manga just still like fills, it just fills me with so much joy. So I'm still kind of lean towards more of the manga, but the anime still did a really beautiful adaption. And I was just really excited. That's all I wanted to say is I was just, it was a scene I was really, really looking forward to seeing. And I think they did it uh, pretty good justice. I think mm. they both have different strengths and weaknesses, you know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I have a question that's not Kyoko related. For ah. Tsubakihara, do, do their headbands say victory or something? I'm trying to see if they, I think they all say the same thing. I think they do too. That's anyway, I, I think that I've I've waxed poetic enough about um, track and field. Oh uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has their it has their school. Oh, and Kageyama would be really. Oh, cool. oh that's, that's boring. They should have certain victory or something on their headband. Oh, it just says their school. Well, you know. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, oh, well. if they were if yeah. they were a real uh, big brain school, they would have like the school in the front, but then on the inside, they would say victory. So. Ooh, there you go. Giga oh, brain. Well. Giga headband. Um, the last bone that I will throw to any potential listeners that you have that are track and field people is that Oikawa and Kageyama should be decathloners. Um, deca- oh. Right. Um, and that's the thing where you do like 10 different things and you like aggregate the score. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> they would both love that. But we'll go into that later. I need that uh, AU. <laughs> I've written that before. I'll send it to you later. Yes, please. <laughs> Hello. Like five years ago. Anyway. Uh, do we have any other anime thoughts? Next match is oh, Fox Boys. On the news about the anime thing, Gabby, I saw you posted this. Like the Volleyball World account like started talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. <laughs> they they retweeted Holy World. They retweeted the the clip from the Subakihara match, mm-hmm. and I retweeted it from them. I was like so shocked to see it, and but really excited too. So that was cool. It's really fun. I'm, I'm very proud. For that, I must be happy. <laughs> everything happens while I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> The world marches on. And now to jump to the manga, we're going to talk about chapters 385, 386, and 387. I have this really strange sticky note that I wrote last week um, that will totally make sense to me now. Um, of things that I thought were cool from the first two, um, from the one that wasn't the Kagama flashback, which I'm sure we will get mm-hmm. to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the Datiko fish metaphor one. I thought that was fun. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. That was funny. Uh, I thought that was fun. I liked that. Um, where they're like, oh my god, they're just the best anglers, and everyone around them is like, what the, what the hell? Um, that's great. Um, two meter guy! Yes! Win. I win! Yeah. <laughs> For people who don't know, I have been predicting the rise of two meter guys since the time skip happened, and I, I, I knew he would have a one panel resort um, thing, and I was right. I wanted to be not again. I'm happy. 
<laughs> and also, I, I'm just happy to see Koganagawa again. And he's on Suki's team. Or he yeah, will. he's going to be a frog. The chaos. Suki. Suki's Yes. Okay. Um. Then the the make us choose them moment from the end oh, of that. Yeah. yeah. That was a good. Uh, that was a good moment. I would say that's kind of like the highlight of it. Just that, like, Kinata has to go like the extra mile just to get picked, and it feels like unfair. But that is just how volleyball mm-hmm. works. You have to. Everyone there is already good to be there. You got to be really good. I'm honestly really impressed as a sports person. That they managed to write a short character without a Napoleon complex. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> impressive. Uh, it's very impressive. Really a, short, impressive. a short male character. A short male character without a Napoleon complex. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. And that it makes you, like, it's still a bit unrealistic, but at the same time, you feel that Hinata earned it. So mm. it doesn't feel jarring at all. Right, right. Well, both Hoshiomi and, and Hinata. And I think this chapter title, it got me pumped up, but at the same time made me jealous. I think that's, a, <laughs> is that a Hinata line about Suki? Yes. When yeah. He, he yeah. Said or something? From the, he, from said, the he said that Suki. Oh. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was from, yeah, because it was, it was a throwback to something he right, said. Right, right. It was yeah, yeah, in Suki, high school. Yeah, uh, was, it was um, a ball 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 arc. It was something that's ball arc. Okay, Gabby, were you saying more specifically? When Suki was uh, in a two and two match with uh, Goshiki, and Goshiki um, kind of uh, makes him make a decent set for him. And he does. So Hinata's like, oh, I'm so jealous. I got, I, I should be able to do all of these too. And well, it's, we got the funny. payoff here. It's funny too, because like in the anime, we just saw Suki do a set in a match. Uh-huh. And now, oh yeah, Hinata's doing it in a match, which is just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm so it's, proud it's of Hinata. Yeah. It hurts my heart. Like, yeah. he just. <laughs> Yeah, I literally oh, like, have I, heartburn reading these chapters nowadays. Like, <laughs> I, just, I love when it's the third years and behind them is thank you. We are very proud of our greatest equal. Oh, yeah. right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, is this a greatest? Because it's like great. Greatest, greatest. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, our greatest boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other letters don't exist. What are you mm. talking about? Oh, and also Aone being there makes me very happy. I love Aone so much. Like, just seeing him. I don't know, he's doing construction work. Makes me happy. Too. I wish that him and Fudaguchi were still like together, but at least they're on the same team, which is cool. Yeah, but they are not pros. That's mm. like, at least they're for Aone, like, this is the, right? the first like very talented. Uh, like, I was kind of betting on Aone becoming a pro, but he didn't, and that was pretty surprised. But I'm glad that he's still playing. And this is me not understanding the Japanese educational system that much, but they went to a technical high school. So they went there for a reason. Um, Not necessarily. Um, Like, it could have just been... Not understanding Japanese Mm. education. Yeah, it could have just been the school that was closest to them. Like, you don't necessarily have to go just for that specific um, thing. It's like with Shira Toriyazawa, like yeah. they would, some people have like speculated they're an agricultural school, but you don't have to go there for agriculture. Well, so. yeah, but 
I mean, I went to a technical college, so I wasn't sure if it was like that. Well, it is kind of, um, I don't know how to say it, like, coincidental that Mm -hmm. Aone is a construction worker, Futakuchi is an energy company employee, and and Koganegawa is an automobile manufacturer. So (laughs) it's kind of Oda, at least. Yeah. Yeah. There's at least something to do with it. And I guess, uh, curious, like, they're municipal team, so that's, like, third level. So it's not, like, it's not pros at all, it's more just playing for fun? Yeah, it's like a a neighborhood or, like, a city. Ah, okay. Yeah, like, the team that Ukai was coaching before Karasuno, or the team where Akiteru was practicing with Mm -hmm. Suki. Mm -hmm. It's basically like my drinking kickball league, which I do. (laughs) Um. Yeah, those yeah those those teams have tournaments too, but they are mostly for fun. Although if they are very good, they can advance to pro leagues, but it's not very common, mm-hmm. and it ah. takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I do love that. Like we have the title of the chapter calling back to the ball boy. We also get like Hinata like scrubbing the floor, being like, "I need to learn everything." So like that the yes. ball boy arc really was just like the planting of seeds or like the beginning of like major oh, major yeah. changes mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah it's amazing okay. how it but it was basically for that telling us that yes this story has been about karasuna hinata but now hinata is the main character and this is about him and this will all unfold for hinata <laughs> hmm. uh, and i do i do we already mentioned it but i love Hikazawa. I love him being back. And like I really want him to face Hinata again. And he is in the same division, right? Yeah, he yeah. it will happen one day. That's all Yay. I can ask for. I, I can write a fic about it. That's good enough for me. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> and I also I just want to shout out the fact that I love older Yachi. I just love that even her eyelashes are blonde. Yes. It's beautiful. It deserves yeah. all the accolades. Uh Hinata setting for at the um, the next things on my um on my sticky note are related. <laughs> um, the next two things are Noya in all caps, and then for all Daichi. Oh, really quickly though, at the end of three five, we see I call him Iron Man Coach because I don't remember his name. He's talking oh, to a scout. Is that a is that a scout? And the scouts at the game. Okay, Most so likely. Rita, I actually had to look us up for a thing. Anyway, yeah. uh, Harita, FIBA Harita is um, the coach for the Tokyo men's team, or the, the uh, Jap- Japanese Olympic team, men's mm-hmm. team. And the other guy is like an official in the general kind of... Uh, the circuit. Like college. Oh, mm-hmm. Not college. Um, like uh, country um, league or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Fun beardy guy who I really he's like my favorite adult adult mm-hmm. design of the show. Um so the spooky. <laughs> and and the other guy is like some official in the league or something that he's like explaining. Yeah. They are I'm most so likely cheesy. going to the matches to scout. I'm sure they are. Uh, no, the, the Olympics have been officially delayed, so we don't know. Oh, I know. I think they're talking about it. I think they wanted to have another meeting or something. The I Olympics is being officially delayed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they said they. Were, the last thing I saw. This is the only thing we're going to talk about for. Yes. <laughs> um, I saw like an hour or two ago that they are deci- that they are going to decide mid-April if they're going to delay them. Oh yeah, I think that's what it is. Is 
That's they're deciding when they'll decide in the most complicated way possible. But it might just be that the Olymp Olympics 2020 only exists in Haikyuu. We will see. <laughs> but <laughs> but I do love the kind of callback to they make us they make us choose them, but also it makes me think of uh old coach asshole who's not an asshole anymore who said like the hunger watch at, like show. Short watch show. Watch show. Yeah. Yeah. Watch <laughs> I am very mean to watch show on you here better, like, you dude, better I... wash your mouth with soap can <laughs> put some respect on his name yes, I oh I like watching show but like I, it just makes me think of that and like I don't know I it almost makes me wish that Hoshiyumi had done more in these last few chapters but I guess oh, yeah. he'll probably do more later but Let's yeah, look we're on. gonna go back to them. Yeah. Sure. But, oh, and then we do get like we get a color opening and color spread because all caps Noya, as you said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all caps Noya. That should be the title of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just, not just Noya in all caps, specifically the words all caps Noya. <laughs> yeah. I want to know how tall he is. Oh. Hey. I just want to say before we start that I can't believe I never put one on one together with the fact that Libero is Italian for free. Oh, <laughs> and that makes wow. so, fa so much fucking sense. Oh, <laughs> for a Dante. In that no. moment, we were in Spanish. So it's like, how could I not see this? <laughs> And actually, Libero is called Libero because it's a player that can, that can go on and off the court Brilliant. all the time. Yeah, it's like a free player. So, ah! <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool! I just love Noya. Yes, Noya is amazing. <laughs> and this is another... Uh, everyone was fighting for him to be mm -hmm. a pro, but what, I was one of those people who think that he wouldn't be a pro. <laughs> I also, mean... Like, hmm. uh, as um, someone who lives by the ocean, um, <laughs> I live in I live in a port town. Fishing deep sea giant fish with the fucking trident is <laughs> wild to me. <laughs> for the drama. Yes, for the drama. That's so extra. Like, like, like no, yeah. Nora, like went to Brazil for like two years and then went pro. Like maybe he'll get back into volleyball, but right now he's just doing whatever the hell he wants. Well, I'm sure that like um, I, I mean another scene I idea that I had that mm. I just like right now had that could totally happen is like point A to point B. How the hell did Noya get from Japan to Italy? Um, <laughs> so you see, libero means free in Italian. Noia automatically has uh, auto spawn points <laughs> without the world. <laughs> yeah, and but it fits his character so well. Yeah, no, like, I, I wasn't surprised at all. Like, like, like a friend was saying, I think it was Mira who said that. Oh, we were thinking about what what team is gonna Nishinoya gonna be in, and then oh, uh, as if uh, how full of, how foolish of us we thought that a court could contain Nishinoya Yu. <laughs> and I do, it kind of reminds me of, like, I think it was Daichi or someone saying, like, oh, like, Asi tries to look wild, but, like, Noya's uh, actually wild. <laughs> and it, their talk in, like, the closet of the gym, it makes me think of their fight as well. Yeah, here. Nishinoya was always, I, I never felt like volleyball was his life, 
Mm. It was most, more about the challenge because he quit volleyball just because he he didn't want to play without Asahi. Mm. And yeah. that just said a lot about Nishinoya. Yeah. That's true. He was never about the game. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> For him, and, at least, I, I think it was. And yeah. it's kind of cool to see the impact of uh, their teachers. Oh, Takeda. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of your lives, you can do anything you set your mind to. Is like amazing. I mean, everyone's got a quote from a teacher for whatever reason yep. that they remember from <laughs> high school. Mm. Yes. And I just want to say, I like current Takeda's hair. It is cute. <laughs> he looks younger, though. <laughs> oh, and I also love Asahi's hair. I don't like Daichi's hair. I don't, don't like, like his big fluff hair. <laughs> it's, <laughs> weird. It's, it's bigger in the back. It's just fluffy. It's uh. fluffy hair. I really like how we haven't seen anything of Noya and we'd only heard like one small thing about him. And then <laughs> all of a sudden it's just like entire color page dedicated <laughs> solely to Noya. Yeah, there's just like a handful of moments that just stuck mm. out like uh, uh, Bokuto doing the, like the chest bump, like yes, uh, <laughs> He's really, he's really Hinata's teacher because mm-hmm. he managed to do what Hinata did, but better. <laughs> getting hit in the face, but getting it hit in the chest. <laughs> yeah, no, the 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 Oshijima going like uh, too hard. Sorry, I'm so strong. That was so funny to me. That was like it reminded me immediately yeah. of like this. Uh, volume cover of Bleach, where it's just like it says the same quotes, like "Sorry, I'm strong" or whatever, and it's just like so dramatic and it's hilarious. Because then uh, Washicho doing that really smug, like, oh, like yeah. the panel right below it, <laughs> it was absolutely perfect. I and he love reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> she just, just like ah, I raised that boy, <laughs> and just also like there's no such thing as good enough. Like, you're, there's always, like, a higher target you're reaching for. Uh, the previous chapter, when you go back to Hinata's training with a ball boy, I immediately just thought of Karate Kid with, like, wax on, mm-hmm. wax off, because Hinata was using mm-hmm. both hands. And I'm just like, alright, yeah, I'm a huge nerd for thinking that. And then I just, uh, I love Washijo, even after all the growth and development he's gone through and accepting Hinata. And Ushijima oh. does his smack with, like, all his he's power, and just like, him. oh... I'm yeah, so sorry, strong. I'm so strong, and he's got this shit-eating <laughs> grin on his face. Like, yeah, power's still the best. I'm just like, never change, you old man, never change. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> nice. Uh, and I think also in this chapter, they do something that they did in the Inarizaki match, when they do, like, a surprise, a, a different person sets it, or, like, they look like they're gonna set, and or they look like they're gonna spike, and then they set to the other person. Uh, that's from Inarizaki and also from the V-League. That's the first... Oh! Uh, yeah, this is the first tribute for the V-League from Furudate. Because mm-hmm. this was a very, very famous play that um, Ishikawa and Nishida from the from Japan's uh, men's team made in the last World Cup. And it was so amazing because it was literally <laughs> like you could see Ishikawa com- coming from a back attack and he was about to spike the ball and then he suddenly <laughs> sets it to Nishida, Nishida and it's like wow what the heck? Oh, <laughs> I don't think the, the blockers jumping for for Ishikawa and then just one of the blockers tries to jump for Nishida but it was too late and it was amazing <laughs> everyone was going crazy for that, that play nice. oh, yes. 
is Nashida the one who's like the Kage who Kageyama's kinda like referencing? Yeah. I'm going to say as someone who has spent a significant amount of both of my adolescent and adult life on a field playing with people. Um <laughs> none of these characters curse enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think well, it has to do more with Yeah. <laughs> I get it, like, in theory, but, like, when I'm watching this thing, I'm like, where's, like, the, like, the yelling at each other? There needs to be more yelling at each other. But, like, I get I mean... it. I get it. <laughs> the they yell a lot here for communication as well. Like, it's going to me. You yell, when I say yell, I don't mean, like, what the hell were you doing? I mean, yeah. like, hey, over here, what the, we over, what, catch that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, okay. Just kind of just kind of at a louder volume when you're on the court and you're yeah. on the field or whatever your thing is. Um, there's just, I was, I think I mentioned this to Gabby and I was talking about it, but like this, like, I mean, I understand this as far as like a comprehension on a, you know, visual medium goes with sound involved. Like I don't, I don't fault them for it, but like as a person who has consumed, who has been on the court, in varying capacities, I'm like, where's all the background noise? Where are all the squeaks and all of like the echoing and the things the sound mixing could, especially in the last season? Like, where's all the echoes? You know, did you record oh. this in an actual gym? Obviously, mm-hmm. you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I kind of love like the being good means being free, and like also, I think Bakoto's coach in middle school or something told him that like you got to be good to have fun or something uh, along those lines. Yeah, I think so. So, like, I don't know. I just, it just, it all comes, like, full circle-ish. Or just, yeah. like... Especially with Yamaguchi saying it, because it was, um, I think, Shimada who told him that being good means being free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's like, uh... It also, watching circle. the anime recently, where Shima, every time that Yamaguchi walks onto the court, Shimada's like, oh my god, please don't let me look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's I'm Shimada. That's me. Yeah. I'm always just like my boy. I want just him like to do that, well. And just like that, the first set ends, and like I think the second set, like even just like the stuff we get next chapter, is probably going to be a lot more Adler's focused. I'm hoping. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe. It's Actually, hard. that'd be perfect. The only hmm. thing, that I, the only thing that I try to predict anymore with the rest of IQ is that we're not going to get what we think we're going to get. True. <laughs> That's true. Or we're going to get it in a way we don't expect. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. This would be a five get set one, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Kageyama backstory. I mm. thought, like, me coming into it, like, okay, so Gabby has at least seen it. I made, like, a list of predictions that I thought were going to happen once we got the time skip thing. And one okay. of the predictions I made was we learn what the flyer was in Kageyama. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. We learned pretty much everything except for what that flyer was. Yeah, the theories. Because people were always having very wild theories about this flyer that Kageyama sees in his home when he goes back to after fighting with Hinata. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, like we were thinking, yeah, maybe someone knows about volleyball in his family, but we're going to find out so much later. Oh, yeah, well, like, why I is the you, flyer there, you mean? Like, the timing-wise, I'd already, like, thought about it, because I'd already, like, wait, am I predi- is my prediction right or not? Mm-hmm. Um, the timing doesn't work out that any of the two characters we saw, that that's who it's from. So, for yeah. a recap, 
who don't remember what we're talking about mm-hmm. in the episode where he goes to the lesson randomly and he runs into Oikawa picking up his nephew. Um, mm-hmm. It's incited because he's like coming home and he sees a flyer from that says like learn volleyball from a pro. And he's like, uh-huh. got this pouty on, and he says he's going to, and he goes anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, timing wise, that's after we know now that his grandfather dies and after his sister has quit volleyball. So who the hell is that pro? We still don't know. Um, oh yeah, but, but we uh, no we we kind kind of kind of think like maybe he went there because that's the gym where he practiced with his grandpa. Maybe it's the same mm-hmm. gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I I still think that he went there because he wanted to talk to a pro about in his problem with Hinata and everything. But he was I, I think he only that... did it. Yeah, I, I think he only did it on a whim. He wasn't really thinking about that because he went even late. So it's not like he thought that much about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but either way, the pro the pro listed on that flyer is not a character we got introduced to this chapter. Ooh. Yeah. We, uh, it, it, it is very funny. And we saw baby Tobio, our oh Kageyama. <laughs> I thought it was cutting to someone. I thought someone had a kid. And I almost had a heart attack <laughs> until I read it. <laughs> <laughs> they had a disclaimer at the top of like 21 years ago or whatever. No, I just saw a baby. And I was like, where'd that baby come from? And then I read it. And I was like, oh, okay. But There we go. Kendra, Kendra you strike me as the kind of person who will like, You'll, you'll have like a reading test or whatever, and like the directions will say something, but then you just read the passage and then try to answer the question. <laughs> yeah. I try to do it. I get, I get better at it. Kakiyama having an older sister is really cute. Yeah, she's older, and like he totally reads like a character, like a people that I've known that have like uh, I think she's third grade, so she's like eight or nine when she when he's born, yeah. and someone's having like a decade old older sibling. Like that disconnect that you feel when they're like not really even in your same generation. Because um, I know he always read as like an only child to me, and it's to cool. Me, to me. Oh. Yeah, and it, it definitely makes sense. And I think also it's funny because Hinata's the older sibling with a younger uh-huh. sister, and Kageyama is the younger and sibling. So his, his sister probably have a similar age difference. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. <gasps> Natsu getting into volleyball is like my goal in life. <laughs> my yeah, goal. that would be so cool. And also, I'm in love with baby Kageyama. He's- baby Kageyama is adorable. This entire yeah. chapter just threw me for an, a whole loop. Um, I was not, I was not expecting to get such an extensive Kageyama backstory, but I'm entirely glad that we did because. <laughs> It just hit me really hard. Um, I lost my grandfather too, um, and he was someone that was re- I was really, really, really close to. So this chapter really hit me hard um, for that reason specifically. I just it it just really it just really resonated a lot, and so I really felt for Kageyama. And when you think about he lost his grandfather in during middle school, you know, and it. Um, preceding the whole match with uh, Kitagawa Daiichi where he sets the ball and nobody's there to get it. Like, it just sets such a heavy tone and sort of really speaks to his loneliness at that point in his life. 
So yep. it just, yeah. it just, this chapter hit hard for me. Mm-hmm. The entire chapter, I'm like, yeah. where are his parents? But I guess maybe his his grandpa lives with them as well. Like his parents are probably still there as well. Most likely, they That's they are probably very busy working. I mean, mm. it's not common for like families like that to like you know live on the same street or in the same neighborhood mm. or something like that. So it wouldn't mm-hmm. be weird for, like his grandparents come over and like you know yeah. check on them and take care of them. Well, well, I gotta say, as someone who is the youngest sibling and also like the sister that precedes me is like ten years older than me. Mm. I I kind of always felt like Kageyama was a younger sibling, but the manga never gave like any hint about it. So I was like, okay, he must be a, a a single child. But I don't know. Some something about his his attitude always kind of reminded me a, a bit about Tsuki. That's why I, I always yeah. saw like Kageyama and, and Tsukishima being very similar in personality, even though they act very differently. But I don't you, know. It it always felt you, like. His passion for volleyball definitely came from someone, and mm-hmm. he latched into it. It wasn't just uh, out of his own accord. So uh, I don't know. This all made so much sense for me, especially having an older sister. Like, okay, that that I I felt that. <laughs> yeah. You bring up like the similarity between Kageyama and Suki, but like I see it too, because uh, like I also my brother is like. He's like what, like thirty something, and I'm like twenty five now, and like it's like similar kind of like attitude also, uh, mm-hmm. and, and you can see it like in the way that they interact with their their seniors at school as well. Like they yeah. never, like they get rowdy with each other like in the same grade, but when uh uh-huh. whenever whenever like their seniors tell them to like cut it out or whatever, they immediately listen because it's like yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. And just like it's it's a little sad because like Kakyo, but volleyball was something he did with his family, and then mm-hmm. like. His sister stops playing, which is like that, like valid. That's her choice. And then, like her, his grandpa dies. So all then, all of a sudden, volleyball is a very lonely thing. Where it is, especially after the team, like just doesn't go for the ball, and it is just him. And like so, him being like, "I gotta do everything by myself," is kind of just his logic of like, "I had, I had it all," or kind of like, "I had these people," and then everyone leaves. So like, well, I mean, it also like is totally plays into the whole like autistic Kakiyama thing which I totally mm. buy into by the way um <laughs> but like you know he has the type of fixation since he's little and then everyone else kind of falls off from it but he sticks on with it for whatever reason mm-hmm. um, especially that, to like sorry to be like oh we don't play any video games so like he's yeah, not like it makes yeah, me think exactly. of Tendo yeah. as well for being like the weirdo when he was younger and like Kageyama yeah. had that as well sorry yeah you're good you're good you're totally fine um, no, you're right. That's what I was going to bring up, too. Oh. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> it's a great look into, I mean, I, like, I mean, I know it's been mentioned on the Twitter sphere several times today, but, like, I'm going to really applaud for Adate for waiting almost 400 chapters to give a backstory <laughs> for one of his main characters. <laughs> <laughs> Man. It was the best time Rocks. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it makes like every piece fit so well because even Kindaichi and Kunimi, imagine if they left Kageyama and then they find they find out that his grandpa died and that's what that's maybe why he's been so grumpy lately. And that that's why Kindaichi feels guilty about it. Cause oh, it, oh yeah. 
in Daichi always felt a lot more guilty about it than Kunimi, but I don't know, it always felt very, very personal, but it, it, it was, I, I didn't feel like it was only like from, yeah, I, I abandoned uh, that uh, I, I abandoned you. It felt like he knew something was up or something because he even asks Hinata how is Kageyama doing? And I don't know. It, it fits very well. <laughs> uh, I just noticed something like really sad. But you see, when he's little, you see him, his sister, and his grandpa playing together. And mm-hmm. then I try, sorry, I'm trying to look through. And then the next time it's hit, like he's out running his grandpa and he's like doing yeah. the setting with oh, him. Yeah. And then later there's him running by him. Like he's outrun everybody, which makes me think of Bakoto mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And then, oh, and then like him outside doing it by himself. Like no one's playing with him. Oh, it's just, God. it's, uh, that, I think well, that like, loves to do that, right? Yeah. Uh, putting the characters running on their own. Even the page before, he's chasing Oikawa and Iwazumi. But now they're gone. And thank God for the Iwoi content. <laughs> yes, we haven't seen okay, him okay. In, in preparation for appearing on this thing, I, I listened to a significant amount of y'all's backlog, and y'all shit talk to your Seijo stands a lot. And I get it. I totally <laughs> get it. I'm sorry. I love him. I love him. I'm just talking about Iwa or Oi. I'm talking about like Seijo stands and how we like oh, yeah. stick through it. And I get it. You are the most dedicated fan ever, man. I can say you're a powerful. Gabby knows that, like that's that's my brand. I ran the I ran the stupid stage, Ozine. Um, <laughs> I get it. I get it. We feed on any crumbs that are thrown our way, and let me tell you, that new Oikawa was going to be every other person's um, icon in like five days. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I love mean, the little. Oh, it's fair. It's a good face. It's a good face. I like that face. Um, I know Oikawa sticking his. I I love someone made the uh, comparison tweet of him sticking his tongue out at graduation versus like him in Brazil sticking his tongue out, and I was like, ah, some things never change. (laughs) (laughs) You just gotta live with it, you know. He's been his brand since he knew what his tongue was. (laughs) (laughs) It's no, it's it's good. Um, I just overall this chapter, man, this chapter, it just makes makes me so emotional. <laughs> yeah. Can I say just how much I appreciated uh Kageyama's grandpa and how he took his uh granddaughter quitting volleyball? I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, he was uh, he was more surprised yeah. by the boyfriend part than the volleyball part. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> yeah, but I really like how how he t- he tells her that no one understands what is and is not important to you better than you. That just Yeah. Uh, like, that's a good quote. Mm-hmm. And to, to to say it to that to a girl after she's like thinking how maybe everyone thinks what she's doing is is dumb, but mm-hmm. if she if it's what she thinks thinks is right, then it shouldn't be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Since a lot of girls read jump, I I hope they they internalize that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and- as a female varsity athlete, you know you run into a lot of those kind of like superficial reasons mm. to not do a thing anymore for a variety of reasons. Like, you know, oh, I want to do this other thing instead. Okay, fine. Um, versus, you know, in I, the haircutting thing is not necessarily an American thing, but similar things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and 
it's always kind of like it, there's no like there's no context in the actual chapter for how good she was mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but like a lot of times it's like if if they were like an actual good athlete it's like oh that's a shame it's like well screw you it's not your job <laughs> to figure out that that's that that's a shame or not no that's true mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. i like that someone on twitter at ALA chat underscore. They pointed out that later on, we when we see her in the future, her hair is cut. So like, yeah, your mind <laughs> your mind can change. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. what's okay. important to you can change. And like, also, I was just thinking like, when you stop playing volleyball, you don't die. It's not like something exactly. that like it's not the core of your ex- like. Maybe it is. I guess the core existence of some people, but mm-hmm. you can you can just change your mind like. Kyoko, there's probably like another. You could imagine another anime where like she leaves and everyone else keeps going in that sport, and she's not in the story anymore. So like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. literally 27 years old. I've I my 10 year high school reunion is this year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I did multiple. Uh, as I mentioned, I did multiple uh high school sports. Mm-hmm. Um, no one that I was in school with. Well, okay, maybe like one brat, mm-hmm. but he was really good. Um, for the most part, no one that I went to school with is like still doing that for. Oh. Um, I know one or two people that went pro and they did not go for pro for very long. I know mm-hmm. more oh, okay. people that did it in college, but you know, it didn't last past college. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, people who went pro were really good. It is a little bit different to go pro in America versus pro in Japan. I really no, definitely, that. yeah. I <laughs> um, but, like, I have played on teams of different capacities with pro-level athletes in high school. Mm-hmm. I have played on teams with people like Kageyama, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let me tell you, it's another, it's, it's a completely different realm. Like, one of the girls, <laughs> so... I played on my high school team, high school soccer team when I was a sophomore, second year, for you non-Americans. And um, one of the senior fourth years, like literally with every other game gone to international, you know, like U20, <laughs> under 21 <laughs> soccer team. Well, like, like she, she was a pro for several years after she graduated college and she was like college, like all-star. The U.S. is really good at soccer. She was a middle, she was a midfielder. Ooh, uh, <laughs> for your soccer people you know what that means yeah. uh, she was just really good and when she was there it, when she wasn't there we were just a normal old soccer team and when she was there it was just Katie and the wall that passed back to her like it's a completely <laughs> different feel you have a national level pay- player mm-hmm. playing on, on your team wow. and like I'm talking about like the Kageyamas I'm talk- like that, that's what I'm talking about like mm-hmm. when everyone's like their shit over Kageyama being on their team like it is another field um, mm-hmm. to have him versus like a Suka for example on your team where like they're good but they're not like gonna play competitively for 10 years good like it's a it's a it's just a different vibe and mm-hmm. but like even she like 10 years out like I don't think she's playing tech um, professionally anymore mm-hmm. wow um, Can because... I just take this moment to roast Tsuki, who was the one who said, <laughs> I right. just love that he's, he still plays, even <laughs> as a pro. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone moved on the set, Kim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I do love that this flashback kind of reminds us that, like, Kageyama, he 
does it because he love he loves the like he loves the ball like he loves the gym like is love the ball <laughs> yeah even even as a baby and and also just that he got like the personal maintenance like taking care of your nails keeping that diary the volleyball like volleyball journal it comes from his grandpa it makes me think of Kita Lisa's favorite character or one of them yeah like <laughs> God, God is always My watching boy. you and kind of like deciding for yourself like I'm like and also kind of like his grandpa's watching him even though that's not like said at all it's kind of like what he learned from him and those values yeah oh, I, I just re- I also just saw the sakura blossoms to like the orange leaves I'm guessing I I love that time passing indicator mm. me too. Uh, that's me looking. Handling this... is so good. Hmm. That's pages eight to nine. Even Marion, if that's what you're gonna ask, sorry. Oh yeah, eight to nine. Yeah. Oh, oh, awesome. I see it now. I didn't even notice the first time, but I, it's, it's a very small detail. I love that. Uh, okay. I think, um, like what you said about like all oh, the ball. He always loved the ball. Well, mm-hmm. it reminds me of like um uh, another sports series that I, I'm really obsessed with is Chihayaburu, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. there's there's one. It's about like. Uh, Karta, which is like it's a completely different like beat. yeah it's like, like remembering like poetry and like picking oh the one we need to watch yeah <laughs> <laughs> but basically there's like a saying that like uh to get good at Karta, you have to be like friends with all of the poems and it's just like it, it reminds me of like uh like both Hinata and Kageyama their relationship with volleyball is like obviously Kageyama more like they they got like obsessed with it like at a very young age and like just um always constantly like interacting and like making time to to play by themselves or whatever or like like against the wall just like tossing the ball to to themselves um and it's just like that kind of like i wasn't expecting to see that kind of parallel even though like to be honest like i I should have expected it after the whole like the kitagawa daichi incident that like mm-hmm. well yeah like uh, Kagayama would be interacting by himself uh, for for a time just like uh, just yeah. like Hinata did at some point but like even before that like um, it, it just goes to show like the level of their like love for the sport has like I, I want to say like transcended like all this time like the mm-hmm. fact that they're able to keep up with it and they they take these lessons to heart um, like Kagayama with how his grandpa taught him. Uh, was it called like self-discipline? Was it? Mm-hmm. What you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, personal, it was, maintenance. Um, personal maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, uh, for Hinata, it was like after, it was after nationals that uh, he spoke mm-hmm. to Ukai and he told him like, if you want to keep this up and you want to like keep on doing it for a long time, you have to know like, uh, like you have to know your body and you have to like eat properly and you have to exercise and all this stuff and like, it's just mm-hmm. I, I really I really 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 love mm-hmm. the like, the parallels between them, and, like, how, how they, like, get, like, marked off over time, and, like, it's just things that I don't even, like, see coming sometimes, even though, like, it, in context, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, mm-hmm. I think yeah. my favorite part is definitely just, just, like, the the constant imagery of, like, Kageyama, uh, like, going through, like, stages of his life as, like, he people come and go in his, like, volleyball life, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. and then, like, at the end, like, uh, it goes back, like, this whole thing happens, this whole flashback sequence happens, like, as he's looking at the ball land on uh, his side of the court that he couldn't, uh, uh yeah, the it. Yeah, keep safe, yeah. Mary, yeah. you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> and then, like, immediately, like, that's when, uh, Hinata screams, I'm here, and, like, cause that, like, that was the shot that, uh, Hinata 
uh, finally made. And it's like I feels like uh, like almost like the gears uh, have like stopped in place and like they're finally mm-hmm. moving forward for Kageyama because mm-hmm. like this is like this is like the what we were waiting for from chapter one. Like they're mm-hmm. this is where it really begins like their rematch from Little. Because mm-hmm, like yeah. you, you mentioned. Sorry, you mentioned like the best friends with the the poems. It makes me think of like not to sing like, oh, you're telling him not. Oh, you're best friends with the ball now. And like Kageyama, like he had the like he like interacted with the ball like growing up. And like mm-hmm. it's kind of is he like everyone else kind of moves on. And like the ball was kind of his best friend. Yeah. Like he was kind of a lonely kid, and he kind mm-hmm. of put himself all into it. And it just makes it that much more like when also oh. When, like, he actually bond, like, he bonds with Hinata first, like, they fight and stuff, and, like, he gets that yeah. rival. But then also, mm-hmm. like, when Suki says, like, if you can do that with this team, you can do it with any team. Yeah. That, like, it's not, because, like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, like, him and Hinata are soulmates, and sure, but also it's just that, like, Hinata kind of opened up that door. Or, yeah. Like, it's not just Hinata anymore. Hinata and Karasuno, actually. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Here, think, here think... Hinata is his faded ra- rival. It's a person yeah. that Grandpa told him about, but he, well, I think the whole manga has told us that it was Karasuno who changed Kageyama and Hinata together. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, Especially, uh-huh. like, that turning point was definitely like at, uh, during Nationals where he said, like, oh, I want, I want to take you guys to like the championship. Or, yeah. Or yeah. And then, like, I want to take this team farther. Yeah, to take it farther. <laughs> And then like, oh my god, it's so it's just so good because then like, um, the person that his grandpa told him would finally show up was the person who loved volleyball just as much as he did. Yeah. And like, that's the greatest opponent you can get is someone who can like love the sport as much as. Exactly, and it's not well. It's Hinata. Like Hinata is the final boss, but it's all these people playing against. That's why he we get Atsumu, we get Bokuto, we get Sakusa, and we get Oikawa too. Like, he's back. And we don't know if yes. that's, like, still an Argentinian t-shirt. We, we don't know if it's his jersey from, from mm-hmm. San Juan, um, Atletico San Juan. But it's like, and it's a person that Kageyama has been chasing, but, and I love how Furudate always shows him showing us his back, but because mm-hmm. I feel like Kageyama still thinks that Oikawa is beyond him. Mm-hmm. He's still mm-hmm. walking ahead of him. And it's so much. <laughs> I, it's still, much I still want, I still I want the how... AU where Kageyama goes and actually, like, instead of volleyball as hyperfixation, he goes and picks tennis, and then it's actually oh. suitable for his personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, mm. Talk to me about tennis Kageyama sometime. We'll do that later. Uh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> I did tennis as well. I feel like I did, both I Kageyama and Hinata would work so well in, in, in any sport. Mm. Like, I wasn't on the I wasn't on the high school varsity tennis team, but mm-hmm. I did take lessons at a uh, Olympic training ground, so I know how to play tennis. So wow. <laughs> I know so many sports. I am such a jock, man. <laughs> yeah, you know what's my favorite part about that page? Um, uh-huh. Like what you were just saying about how he's always looking at uh, Oikawa's back. It's like uh, mm-hmm. Hinata is also framed that way, but then immediately he turns around to like make eye contact with him, and it's just mm-hmm. like oh someone God. you acknowledge is. And, uh, and Kageyama is basically saying that Hinata is stronger than him. Oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know. And well, Furudate 
but for that, I made a mistake again this this time. Oh, what is it? The number number twenty again, but he's twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. See, I, I told you it should be twenty. It should be ten double. Care. It should be ten. Yeah, it, he's uh, too used to the ten from Karasun. So that's just that. I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Black Jackals has have won the first set. And it's a five-point difference. So this should be the comeback of Adlers, or maybe for that they just does the thing again, and we don't see any of the of the game again. And <laughs> then... <laughs> it wouldn't be okay, over, yeah, would it? Okay. If, they, if, they, if they won two sets in a row, is it N? I guess so. Yeah, I would. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a three okay, set uh, win. I think the thing that you also start asking oh, your guests now, now that we are getting really onto the wire, is how do you think this thing is going to end? Um, <laughs> yeah. For the, for the game, um, I mean. No, I'm talking about the whole last thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> we're getting to that point. Um, I like have it like mentally framed out in my head. It's gonna be like two pages worth, and it's gonna be cut from whatever like the end of this game and like whatever final scene that they had where they talk to each other in the hallway or whatever. Um, and then after that, it's gonna be like a cut. To like the ceiling of the arena for the 2020 Olympics, and it's gonna be like overlays of like um, like commentary from the commentators or whatever of like how far they've come and who's gonna be on the court and etc. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it's gonna go down to like warm ups or whatever, and like you know just general scene setting shots of the 2020 Olympics. And then it's going to shot to like Kakiyama and Hinata, like you know on the court ready to face off or whatever and then one of them's going to sh- shoot a serve and it's going to go to a black screen and that's going to be the end of the thing. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I will raise you something. I don't I don't think it'll end with the 2020 Olympics. I've kind of liked the idea of Hinata or Kageyama being a coach is what I like. Oh, I'm sure that there'll be some kind of mm. like of god kind of things about like how it ends after that, but mm. I think that's how the final final pages. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Really quick, just because I couldn't hear because people were talking over each other. Sorry. Did we did we say that it was so so is it a two set to win match or a three set to win match? Three. I, three. three. You you got a he's gonna do a three set. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what that's what I was that's what I was wondering. Just because like I heard someone say two set and then I got really confused because I thought it was three <laughs> yeah. to win. So yeah. okay. That's all I want to know. We're good. We can go back. No, he's going to drag this on for as long as he can for this game. Mm -hmm. And the game is going to end. He's going to have maybe half a chapter to a chapter Mm -hmm. worth of talking afterwards with the Maybe a person, a reunion or something. (gasps) Right. And then he's going to have like a flash forward of a few years and then show a few frames of the Olympics and like, Mm -hmm. you know, other people talking to each other. And that's going to be it. Uh, I oh, would yeah. love to see more of the Olympics. That would be mm-hmm. my. We are going to back after of the Olympics. Yeah, because we're in the Olympics final arc now. Please give us more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Brother went for research in his last uh, oh. break, so I hope. Well, it's like funny because, it. like, one of his la- latest uh, author comments from Jump was. Uh, just to stay with me for a tiny bit more. And <laughs> a friend just showed us how three years ago he said the same. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's like, okay, but we shouldn't trust those comments for now. Maybe they, they like said this is the final art. Yeah, I I do feel like the manga is gonna end this year, especially because of that uh, exhibition that's gonna to take place in in winter. I yeah, just realized so. when his grandpa does like talking like, oh, someone who's even better will come and find you. Like part of Kageyama's hair isn't colored in, or he has a bald patch. What are you talking about? I was thinking that like for the yeah. first 10 minutes actually. I, was, I was looking at that I was like what is wrong with his hair it's on page uh, 12 I have uh, the tab so I'm going to go to that but um, it's really weird I, it, cause I don't think it's lighting I think I don't uh, know. where it's when where? his grandpa's telling him like if you get really good I promise you somebody who's even better will come and find you and Kageyama mm-hmm. little Kageyama's looking at him but the back of his head Oh like uh, yeah, it's it's a mistake, most likely. Uh, I, I feel like they they missed that that spot. Yeah. Of his someone hair, used cause... the someone used the little fill in. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was trying to think, I was like, what is going? Because I guess I was looking and I was like, because then like in the next. And right, you always find the weirdest. Details. I know. I, I, <laughs> stare, I stare at it too much. Oh, I'm just looking like he was so proud to be at Kidada Witaichi. No, you see, yeah. Kendra, oh, that's this later. Is... Kendra, this is the shape of um, northern Japan, Hokkaido. This means uh, oh. final chapter, Kageyama's gonna um, move to like a northern team, you know? <laughs> oh, and I just saw when uh, he's asking Kindaichi if he wants to play, Kunami is running away. <laughs> the whoosh, I just noticed it. I thought he was Oikawa because of the like hair. Can I say that there were like three details that were my fave in this chapter? Ooh, one, one was uh, her, his sister having short hair again at the end. Mm-hmm. Then another one was how he was watching the Adlers versus um, Black Jackals oh, game right. in the V League of 2003. And it's oh. like uh, now they are playing the Adlers versus Black Jackals. It's like I oh my god, that was. Are you sure? No, yeah. yeah. there's Almost like a heart everything. symbol yeah. on their back. Are you, how do you know? The because it said Adlers versus Jackals on the CD. Mm-hmm. Oh, on, on the CD. Sorry, I thought you were talking about what back when he was like watching. Or the uh, when he was a baby, when he was a kid, when they were watching it. But... No. Uh, that's okay. the city. Yeah, the city. Uh, and then, well, Kagiyama still turns the chair for his grandpa, even if he's not there. When yeah, that was really Yeah. Good. That hurt so much. It did. <laughs> and Brazil versus America is is there. So I'm like, which was okay. apparent. Was that a so, good match? Most likely. America mm-hmm. is one of the best. And Brazil is like the king. Oh, I know. Oh, I know many Olympics. things. I know. I know approximate things about many sports. Volleyball is not one of them, especially men's uh, volleyball. You can trust me there. <laughs> I will trust you on that. Is there um, anyone who thought I could be on Team Brazil in the Olympics? Huh? No. No. <laughs> could he not be on Team Brazil? He's not a natural. No. He's not a natural. Uh, you gotta be. You gotta be from the country to be on the national team. Uh, okay. He could like marry yeah. a Brazilian. That's why we, we, we won't see Oikawa in the Argentinian team. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> okay now um, gonna be on the but it's also why um 
Naomi Osaka, the um, half Haitian, half uh, Japanese, Japanese American foreign um, tennis player. Mm-hmm. Um, she could play for either of those three teams because, like, yeah, but nationality but she's wise, she's from one. Japan or Hi- or Haiti, and born wise, she's American. And she just kind of I, she, she kind of chooses between Japan and America, depending yeah. on what she wants. Right there. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and question, is the I'm here, was that from, I think we already mentioned it, but was that from Hinata, Hinata. in high school, or is that from the start of this match? Uh, he said I'm home. He said both. I'm home before. It's both. Both, both. Ah. yeah. Like, in no, that panel, um, for yeah. the first time, but then you, you turn to Hinata in the present time, and there too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, um, I will have to admit, um, before I started reading the Shonen Jump, translations i was reading the whatever ones i found first mm-hmm. uh translations and um there's i mean there are some points when those are um very weak compared to the official ones um but the one time that i liked the unofficial ones more than the official ones was in that moment because um instead of saying like i'm back and you know welcome back or whatever it said oh. i'm home and welcome home oh, okay I think I liked that a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the official said. No, mm. it didn't say I'm home. It said I think I'm he back. said I'm here. Or something um, like that. But mm, the yeah. official ones that I saw first were I'm home and then welcome home from like everyone yelling at him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Him, home. Yeah, I think we, we discussed that. And, mm. oh. and he never he not really it's good to touch on. Really, yeah. He not didn't really say like um that I'm a, uh, it wasn't like Tadaima Okari, but uh, yeah, it, it it was a nice interpretation. But I think mm-hmm. the official was I'm sure there's multiple ways to whatever was mm-hmm. I didn't get any of that there. <laughs> Sorry. What did you say, uh, Carrie? I'm sure there's multiple ways to interpret what was being said there. Mm. Uh, and I do love like kind of the end bit repeating what his grandpa said, but also just that we do see like Atsumo. Is that the? Am I saying the right one? Uh-huh. <laughs> Atsumo. Yes, Atsumo, Bakoto, Sakuza, and Oikawa. That like these are the other people that if you get really good, somebody even better will come. And there's also Hinata, but it's also it's just it's not just Hinata. And also ending on the shot of his grandpa is sad and mean and cruel. <laughs> and the greatest opponent is a very good title. Yeah, and it mirrors it mirrors the greatest teammate. Yeah. From- <laughs> Mm-hmm. All those chapters ago. So now mm-hmm. Hinata and Kageyama <sighs> have gone from the greatest teammates to the greatest opponents, and it's mm-hmm. ah, so yeah. so beautiful. Oh, uh, after this, after this match, can Kageyama ask him what he's been doing for the last two years? <laughs> <laughs> he should. He <laughs> Please. Uh, well, also, can can I say I I tweeted this a bit, uh, not not long ago, but it's like. Usually Hinata would have the sad backstory and he would be the main character, but no, it's the rival and it's like Hinata is at the end the answer for everything. <laughs> and yeah. the final boss and the OP OP final boss that everyone needs to like um defeat. Hinata so- is a normal kid who just has good reflexes and everyone else is screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's so funny because Hinata could have played basically any sport, but 
it's because he saw the little giant that he became a volleyball player and he I love how well we, we discussed it before but it's like at the at when you first start reading Haikyuu, you think, oh, this is just going to be about Hinata becoming the little giant and then um, defeating Kageyama. That's it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like, no. That was just the start of everything. Hinata loves this even more. And this is his journey about finding out that this was the path that he chose and it's, it was the right one. And he will fight in anyone. He reminds me a lot of um, a kid that was like a few grades above me in high school who came back to teach us and and for whatever reason, um, but not important. Uh, he was like a really good gymnast, and so sometimes he would tumble during pep rallies, which is like a uniquely American thing that not any a non American here is not going to understand. Um, but like, you know, when the cheerleaders are doing their thing and they're like, you know, like doing like their backhand springs or whatever during the thing, like he would show he would like show them up because he was like the short redhead who could do backflips like no tomorrow. Um, <laughs> and but like he did it just because he likes doing backflips. He didn't want to like go cheer or anything. He didn't want to like, you know, do like the cheer things or whatever. He just wanted to do backflips. Um, there's really good. I mean, uh, you think of Bakoto at the start of this match. I think he did. I mean, there's he, a little bit something. of too. Mm. But, like, in the the natural, like, athletic reflexes that he's always um, said to have, like, he could he could do, if he decided that, oh, I'm going to be soccer. Okay, great. You're good at soccer. Cool. Mm. Um, <laughs> like, he'd be good at anything he wanted to be at. Which, mm. big dude, been there, done that. Um, I'm mm, a job. Yeah. <laughs> does anyone have any parting thoughts on or like any anything else you want to talk about for this latest chapter like the kageyama backstory we couldn't talk much about the art this time because there was so much to cover but there were some really what nice content? spreads in this in these chapters like there was one in the late in last uh, the last week's chapter that had Are you talking really... about page 18 and 19 yes exactly we're on the same page. Like this is <laughs> that's the most perfect spread in the like the, the whole month. Yes. It's Just amazing. assume that if I'm talking about high Q, I am saying art good. Best of jumper right now. Oh, like I love the coloring. Like also, just like Kageyama's face. Like when his grandpa says he's too tired, and then like oh, yeah. going back to dark eye. A thing that, yeah, a thing that I noticed mm-hmm. a lot in this chapter is that uh, Kageyama's eyes went from light to dark a lot, depending mm-hmm. on like what his mood was, what Furudate was trying to express, and I really yeah. appreciate. It. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, also, like, um, I've been loving these chapters, but you know, I I al- always like to see the big picture and see where was Furudate going with all of this, and it's like this is this has been basically a Hinata show to, to mm-hmm. show us how overpowered he's now <laughs> and like seeing the commentary from everyone but him and Kageyama because it's like uh, we see the appreciation from everyone and how they know Hinata and how they see him how they see how he's grown so it's like it's, it, it fits so well to have all of these chapters of everyone's perspective on, on Hinata and then see Ka- Kageyama's one and see what mm. what this all means for him that Hinata has finally reached the same stage as he and it's like wow wow. 
this all fits so well and i wonder what what awaits us for the rest of the match yeah i do want to shout out just like that that one panel of kageyama looking at a ball like bouncing is enough for us to know what flashback they're what like what that's referencing <laughs> like the visual that's... shorthand of it i just <laughs> i love it but yeah. i guess do we want to do a predictions of how we think this match will end or hell no no <laughs> <laughs> I still I want Hinata to do anymore. I still want Hinata to win, but mm. I don't know if we're even gonna see like the result of this match. Oh, I don't know. I, if agree. It's, it's I don't believe in anything. I don't believe in anything going forward. I am in complete nihilistic existential <laughs> mode. Uh, <laughs> Nothing matters. What is a Thursday? Who knows how IQ is going to end. Uh, seeing Oikawa again makes me wonder. I hope we will see him again. We won't. No. <laughs> Calling that now. Yeah. I don't know. If 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 okay, this is my um yeah. stage prediction because I've been right in a lot of things so far. If we see Oikawa again, it will be in conjunction with the Iwazumi appearance. Whether they are in a completely different continent or not, <laughs> they will be on frame related to each other. Please. And I think it'll be just like they a one frame be. kind of thing where they're like watching it on on like a camera or something, um, and they may be watching it a different you know different continents, like I said. But um, we will not have a major appearance from either of them ever again. Oh, oh, I'm gonna get one joke thing. And Marion, a while ago, you're talking about how you were the person that Enoshita was massaging. Oh, yeah. I, I'm gonna say that I am the person that uh, Miwa Kagiyama is cutting her cutting their hair. Perfect. I'm the blonde <laughs> bitch in this room. I am high, my hair is like a dirty blonde, so I will fight I'm a, you. I'm a platinum blonde right now. <laughs> I'll be after now, you. Now, there's no talk here, so for all we know, that could be like, I don't know. Because I, I, honestly, there there are many times where there's like no screen tones used in manga, and then like official colors come out and it's crazy. Yeah, it's brown. Well, I mean, I've already cla- I've already claimed myself as the weird psycho Akitero love child person, so that's me. Uh. Oh my gosh. Uh, I'm right, still not sure it. who I am. Uh, we'll find you, man. We'll find you. Kari, what what do you think Kuro is doing? Kuro? Kuro, yeah. Ooh, that's a good question. I think that anything that I think that each one of us could say a completely different thing and all of us could be totally wrong. Um, (laughs) um, But as far as what I think he's doing right now, two options. Mm -hmm. Okay. Either he's doing something incredibly related to Kenma and then all the uh, Kurokin stands will rejoice in in fervor. Or (laughs) I don't think he's doing anything related to volleyball. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me neither. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's done something completely different with his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's doing something with Kenma, it, it is related to that company, but in like a financing kind of running the org kind of way. Um, it's not anything like where he's actually playing on the court anymore. Curl the accountant. Or I would say he's a coach, maybe. Nah. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, he'd be a great HR guy. Um, <laughs> but um, if, he's, uh, if he's not involved in Kenma's company, which I think that he is in some respect or another, um, 
then he is probably um, in grad school for a science of some kind. Doctor Kuro. I, I, I think. Kuro. Uh, I I agree. I agree. Uh, it'd be funny if he's like a forensic pathologist or something like that. <laughs> I feel like he would be doing something uh, like that. <laughs> anything Kuro does is going to be immediately funny. To me. <laughs> like even if it's dead yeah. serious. Yeah. If he's not involved in Kim's company, then he's still in school in some respect. Oh. Yeah, it, I I want to see his hair. I'm very very curious. If he's still, <laughs> oh, he's bald. He shaved hair. it. I shaved it. <laughs> it. No hair. Plus basic same hair. <laughs> it like, or it's flipped to the other eye. His other eye is yeah. covered. Still similarly, both <laughs> the same way that both. In the same way that Bokuda's hair is still basically the same hair. Like I mean, there's a little bit of difference, but it's basically the same thing. It's similar to that, you know. He could pull a Sanji like like Kendra says, and it's the other side of his of his yeah, face that he's covered like, now. You know, a little bit shorter, <laughs> the on the different side, but it's still recognizably the same haircut. I, I'm going all in on shaved head though, because <laughs> I think it would be it would break people. <laughs> It'd be really funny, oh, yeah. but uh, I think I, a lot of people would would drop the manga probably. <laughs> Carrie, where can we find you on Twitter, or what else do you want to promote? Oh, yeah, my citation. Okay, um, hi, I'm Carrie Cash, Caroline, all of the above. You can find me at Carrie C Money. It is exactly what you think it is. Um, at <laughs> Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, etc. If there is a Carrie C Money on any social media platform, it is probably me. Lisa, where can we find you? Hey, you can find me at least least Lisa on Twitter. Um, also promoting. Um, I am a moderator for the new Nekamazine that's coming out. And you can find us on Twitter at HQ Team Beans. So um, we're pretty excited for this uh, Nekamazine. So contributor applications have opened. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to all the apps coming in. We've nice. already got quite a nice. few. Okay. Uh, Gabby, where can we find you? You can find me at Yamineftis. I have no life, and I don't know why. <laughs> I always do this to myself, but I'm currently um, in three scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the Uki okay, scene. I have no life. Here's the three projects. <laughs> <laughs> Aside work, yeah. I'm in the Matchpoint magazine that will be like a mock magazine for Haikyuu. That's, that's going to be very fun to make. And I'm in the Tsukishima scene, so Yay. yeah, uh, I should I shall promote those in my Twitter account soon. Ash, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at King Cocoa Butter, and all relevant links to everything else I do can be found on there as well. Uh, Marion, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Microwavy the E before the B, and I'm also a co-host on the manga episodes for. Uh, the Demon Slayer podcast. It's at D Slayer Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we recently broke 1K followers, so thanks so much. Hooray! I'm really, I'm really happy to be part of that. And um, I'm also on uh, another more personal podcast called uh, The Good Friends Anime Club. It's at Good Friends Cast on Yay. Twitter. And uh, we j- we recorded a new episode for that um, where we talk about keep your hands off Azokin. Mm, nice. Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Sniper of My Heart. 
And I do have another podcast where I we ramble about uh, my hero, Academia, and Marianne's going to be on that tomorrow. Woo! Mm-hmm. Uh, Marianne, the, the Shannon Jump podcaster. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> you can follow that on Twitter at MHA Pod, and for this podcast, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at High Pod. You can email us if you have any burning emails. <laughs> Don't send us fire. <laughs> uh, I'm tired. Uh, you can email us at highqpodcast at gmail.com. And that's all she wrote. Um, let's. I look forward to learn, seeing more volleyball and crying next week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we do something very silly at the end of each episode that I make them do. They don't have to, but I make them. <laughs> Where we say, nice receive. Three, two, one. That's nice, nice to see. Good enough. Yay. <laughs> and we never all say it hey, at the same time. we should say it in Spanish one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, we should. What's, what's nice to see in Spanish? I only know the Peruvian way to say it. Maybe it's not Peruvian. like... We do the Peruvian okay. way. It's really yeah. fun. Okay. No, well, it's it's just like... Um, buen pase. <laughs> buen pase? That's... That, when passing, yeah. Okay, so three, two, it's like one. Oh. a nice pass. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, three, yeah. two, one. When passing. When passing.